to men at work oh yes work 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 here we are you guys got off work what kind of idiot am i I'm like i put a show about work when everyone's working like ah, people who work aren't off work right now that's weird welcome to the mutiny radio comedy festival thank you for being here audience people people from all all the way from uh, canada we got a comedian all the way from Canada. Holy shit, that's so great. Yeah, it's just gonna be a great show. Uh, this is a work, work, work show. We're gonna be doing shows uh, on the hour throughout tonight until 10 o'clock. It's going to be amazing. Your first host is incredible. I am in so excited to introduce to you one of my, he's a comedian in San Francisco that doesn't do a lot in San Francisco, but he's still one of my favorite comedians in San Francisco. Cause I, you're really, you're, he's one of the funniest people I've ever met. And one time I was at a day spa because my friend is rich and I was looking through like a magazine that women get that I don't afford, I can't afford. And he was quoted and I was like, Rolf Scar of fucking Greenpeace in this goddamn magazine. As I've got, you know, cucumbers on my face. I'm like peeking underneath. Wow! He's not just funny. He's also important. He's important to me. He's important to Martin Mutiny Radio. You guys are going to love this show tonight. You work, work, work so hard to make our lives not fall apart. And the polar ice caps are melting. And it's his job to stop that shit. Put your hands together for Rolf Scar! Give it up for Pam and all the hard work she's put into the Mutiny Radio Festival. There's a bunch of shows. Each one has a theme. This one's work, 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 work. What we do for money, honey. And each comedian's going to take their own creative spin on that. We'll see what they talk about. Thanks for coming out tonight. I was doing some research uh, ahead of this show, and I found out a shocking statistic. And that is that 85% of people, when asked, said that every day they despise, they hate their work. And that blew me away. Because I was like, who are the 15% of people that don't hate their job. That's ridiculous. That seems way too low. I, uh, there's a lot of jobs that suck more than other jobs, and I guess it's all personal uh, taste. I know one job I wouldn't want, um, being a Muni bus driver. It's true, I don't like Muni. I wouldn't want to ride Muni to work. I'll do anything. I'll ride my bike, I'll, I'll drive a car, I'll avoid Muni at all costs, and I certainly want it to be my daily routine to actually drive a Muni bus. I had to ride Muni a little while ago though, guys, because I broke my ankle, and I was on crutches, and so I couldn't bike, and I couldn't drive my car, and I learned some things about Muni pretty quickly. Has anyone ridden Muni in San Francisco before? You know what I'm talking about. So I learned two things quickly. First, there's at least one crazy person on every Muni vehicle. I think it's in the San Francisco city code. If you're ever at a stop and they're stalled with the doors open, it's because the one crazy guy got off and they're waiting for another one to leap on. <laughs> Second thing I learned is that crutches are like crazy person catnip. Like if you are on crutches, they are attracted to you and they will not leave you alone. I think it's for two reasons. First, there's something wrong with you. And so they think there's something you might have in common, you know, so they feel a bond. And the second thing, maybe more importantly, is that you can't get away. 
You are easy prey. Everyone else scatters and you're left behind like a lion stalking a wounded wildebeest in the Serengeti. You're screwed. It's going to happen to you. You won't be able to get away. And it happened the same time. Every time I got on the bus, I'd like crutch up the stairs and sit in the front with the old people and the other folks who were hobbled. I get settled with my crutches. And then I had that feeling like I'm being watched. And I'd look towards the back of the bus. And there he is, the crazy guy way in the back. He's sitting there just talking to himself. Mumbling and bumbling like a motorcycle, missing a spark plug. And he's staring at me with his one good eye, looking like the Cheshire cat with a crack habit. And I made the mistake of making eye contact with him. And you can't do that, you guys, because if you do, that's the invitation. That lets the crazy person know that you want to talk to them. Even if you don't want, they think that's the invitation. It's like letting the vampire into your house. Now it's too late. And so he stands up. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. Well, he's way in the back. Maybe he's not gonna come all the way down the bus and talk to me. He starts shuffling down the aisle of the bus, one leg sideways. He's, it's like a sunny day, so it's hot inside the bus. But he's still got a big jacket on and the jacket's got all these pockets and the pockets are full and I want to know what's in the pockets, but I also don't want to know what's in the pockets. And I'm hoping he won't come all the way, sit next to me. And of course he does. He sits right down next to me, guys. But when he sits down, he doesn't sit down like a regular person. He sits down like his style, which involves the whole left side of my body, like his butt <laughs> on my shoulder and just kind of sliding down like he's bracing himself. Again, maybe something with the foot. And then he sits down and he has a smell. It's not a bad smell. It's not bad. It's just I've never smelled it before. It's unique. And I'm like, what is that smell? It's like an old musky mummified mouse with some Bengay on it. It's kind of intriguing actually, but not so much that I want to stay next to him. So I kind of slide over on the plastic seats to the empty seat next to me. And I shouldn't have done that. You know why guys? I find out right away why it was empty. It's, there's a liquid that is going through my jeans and into my underwear, some sort of muni juice. It could be anything. It could be combination of liquids. It could be pee. It's probably pee, and now it's in my pants. And he just moves over anyway. Checkmate. So now I gotta talk to him. And he starts the conversation with me. He's like, you want a sandwich? And I'm like, no, no, that's okay. I just ate, I'm full, thanks anyway. And he reaches into his pockets and he pulls out something wrapped in plastic and he unwraps it and it's an old dead mouse. And I was like, gross, oh my God. And I'm like, also, that was a really good guess. Like. I'm kind of impressed with my smell guessing there. I thought I was losing it. I'm kind of proud of myself, but I still don't want to talk to him. But he continues the conversation. He goes, what'd you do to your foot? And I was like, oh, well, I was on this river trip and I was pulling up the raft and I slipped in the mud. He doesn't want to hear about that. He just wants to tell me about his problems, about how he was born with a toe where the foot should have been and how they had to lop off the toe and replace it with a wooden foot. And then he wants to show me his foot and I don't want to look at it, but he's already taken off his sneaker. And listen, there's no socks involved here because socks would just be an extra step between him showing people his foot on the bus. And so he slips off his sneaker. He goes, look, and I don't want to look. I feel like at this point, there's no way out of it. I got to look. And so I look and then sure enough, you guys, it's just a regular flesh and blood foot. It, Toenails could use some work, but otherwise it's fine. But I can't say that. I gotta be like, oh, what kind of wood is that? Is that like maple or ash? And he's like, it's like George Washington's teeth. I'm like, I don't understand the comparison exactly, but okay, that's cool. And he goes on with the conversation about the lump on the back of his head that keeps him up at night and tells him secrets. Like the gnome people that live underneath Mount Shasta. 
and how Vladimir Putin's actually a lizard from outer space who controls the United Nations, and how Ben Affleck is a good Batman, and I'm like, yeah, I've heard he's, he's pretty good. I heard he's pretty good, and how... And I'm trying to get off the bus at this point. I'm like, I don't care. I will crutch all the way to work at this point, but I can't get off. You know why, guys? Because we're getting to the Safeway, and all the old Asian ladies are lining up with those foldable cart things that they have with the bags and the bungee cords, and they take getting off the bus Seriously, this is like life or death. They think if they don't push and shove to get off, that the bus will take off and they'll never make it there. And so they're lining up, and it turns out they're small and frail looking, but they are fierce. And their elbows sharpen with age like defensive weapons because I try to stand up and I get elbowed in the chest. I'm like, whoa, that's sharp. And I sit back down. And the German tourist couple across from me wearing the matching Adidas sweatpants are like confused. Everyone's getting off. Is this the fisherman's wolf? And I'm like, no, no, no. Stay on this bus, catch the F, and don't make eye contact. Some lady in the back just lights a cigarette and starts smoking, and I'm like, this is a shit show. I gotta get off. So I try to stand up back again, and then another old Asian lady knocks my crutches into my head. I'm like, oh my God, all right, now I'm being physically assaulted. I'm pissed. I wanna tell her off, but I can't. You know why, guys? She's just locked in under that visor that she's wearing, just looking like LeGarrette Blunt bashing through the defensive line on fourth and one. I just wait. I'm like, I am going to wait for this to clear. And the bus driver was very nice, and he did that. So on the way out, I looked at the sign above him, and it says, assaulting or threatening a muni driver may result in prosecution. I'm like, that's a hell of a job. Like, he hasn't even been assaulted or threatened yet today. I'm like, hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for waiting for me to get off. By the way, how do you put up with this? And he goes, it's better than shoveling shit. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, that's true, and that is also a job for the city of San Francisco, is shoveling shit and barfing needles off the sidewalk. If you lived in San Francisco, or if you stay for the weekend, you'll notice it's been raining, but you know this city needs a regular shower to keep the sidewalks clear. You'll learn to do what a lot of the native San Franciscans know, which is called the San Francisco sidewalk shuffle. That's when you're walking along, and then you're like, whoa, whoa, oh boy. <laughs> What is that shit? And I've lived here long enough to get good at the shuffle, but also I've gone from being revolted to sort of intrigued. I think it's the naturalist in me. I'm a little bit of a nature guy, and when I go for hikes out in the wilderness and I see scat, that's what it's called, when animals do it, there's actually, it's a job. You can be a scatologist that studies poops in the wild, and you can learn things like, oh, that's a black bear that was fattening up on berries getting ready for hibernation, or hey, that mountain lion ate a deer. It's the same here in San Francisco. Each poop tells a story. <laughs> and I saw one of the most interesting poops I've ever seen recently. I saw, after doing the shuffle, I spun around and I got down. And first of all, you gotta start with like animal or human. Which one is it? I think that's human. And I got closer and I noticed it was glitter poop. It was a poop with glitter. And upon further examination, I realized it didn't come out that way. It's not, it wasn't, and you can do that, that's a thing. People have capsules, and you eat them, and then when you do your thing, it sparkles, and you flush it away. I've never tried it, because I don't have money for that kind of crap. Ah. <laughs> that's what that joke deserves. It deserves one, <laughs> and I got it. <laughs> it wasn't that, though, it wasn't that. It was the most San Francisco thing I've ever seen. 
because it was someone came along, some desperate person, defecated, and then some other person or persons came along and threw sparkles around. <laughs> and it caught in the cracks of the sidewalk and stuck to the outside of it like sprinkles on a cupcake. And I'm like, that explains this city in a nutshell. I think this is, should be the new symbol of San Francisco. We'll explain ourselves to the world. I'm gonna start a petition. I wanna change the city flag. I wanna see this flying over City Hall. We're gonna have a new flag. It's gonna be a rainbow flag with a bunch of marijuana leaves where the stars should be. With someone on their iPhone in the corner. And then right in the middle is gonna be a smiling, glittering, sparkling poop emoji. Are you with me? All right, we're starting a movement, and when we do change it, you can say, I was there. I was there at the Mutiny Radio, Radio Comedy Festival when we started this thing, and we changed the flag of San Francisco. All right, everybody, listen. You're a great audience, and we've got a great lineup. All the way from Vancouver, British Columbia, is Robert Peng. Give it up for Robert Peng, everybody. I'll be honest, uh, I signed up for this one as a joke because I have never been employed. So, yeah, like, do you guys think I look employed? Like, look, look at this jacket. There's like holes in this jacket. I haven't shaved for like two weeks. Like, seriously, <laughs> somebody hire me. Seriously. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> I'm only drinking water because it's cheap. Yeah, I fucked up my life. I know exactly when I fucked up. College, anyone went to college here? Anyone went to college? Give it up if you went to college. College kids are so fucking dumb. I know this one guy from college who can build any kind of bridge in the world, any kind of bridge. But you know what kind of bridge he can't build? The bridge of human connection. That guy is never getting laid. But the dumbest guy I know, get this, the dumbest guy I know spent 100K to go to engineering school, graduated, can't find a job, and now is doing stand-up comedy at Muni Radio. Like, what is wrong? What is wrong with my life? Actually, this is pretty nice. I'm on radio. I made it, Mom! I made it! Please invite me back into the family. <laughs> Just kidding, my mom doesn't know I'm here. Don't. Posts in Vancouver, seriously. My mom thinks I'm doing overtime at a major engineering company right now <laughs> to a job that I got fired from a month ago. <laughs> I, learned, I learned nothing in engineering school, okay? Like nothing but the next level of depression, right? There's standard depression, and then there's 4 a.m. at Burger King depression, right? There's only two type of people who go to Burger King at 4 a.m. Homeless people and engineers who are one whopper away from killing themselves, right? Yes, it's really sad, yes. Like, lo looking back then, like, looking back, like, when I was sitting in that Burger King, one whopper away from killing myself, I should have been homeless, right? Like, I, I should have been homeless, right? That homeless guy is killing it right now, right? Like, that guy is making 20 bucks an hour. I could have been a great homeless man. Like, if I cut off all my fingers, I could have pretended to be a disgraced piano player, which makes sense because all Asians play the piano, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it makes sense. Like, I have a backstory all thought out. Like, I used to play the piano beautifully. Then the Chinese government found me and cut off all my fingers, and now I'm begging for money. It works. It works. Like, why did I leave China in the first place? Right, seriously, why did I leave China? That kid back in the sweatshop, he is killing it right now. Like, seriously, he can make an iPhone in five seconds. What could I do? Linear algebra. Give it up if you know what that is. 
that's a problem. I have skills that no one know what it is, right? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, impress my employer with my ability to, like, invert a matrix? Do you even know what that means? No, you don't. Oh, my God. I know calculus. Is anyone going to hire me on calculus? Anyone, radio listeners, hire me because I know calculus. Vectors. Vectors. <laughs> Yay. Somebody hire me, please. Please hire me. And if you're wondering, like, what kind of engineer can't find a job, it depends on the engineering, okay? Like, every other kind of engineer is a hero to society. But a mining engineer, that's a Captain Planet villain, right? Like, Tony Stark can build killer robots all day, and kids look up to him because he's like, whoa, it's Tony Stark. His machine kills people, right? But, like, seriously, kids still look up to him. But when I want to build one coal mine, suddenly Chuck Norris appears and kicks me in the face. Because nature, nature, we got to protect nature. What about me, man? I need a job. Listen, listen, like... I know San Francisco is really hip. I know you care about nature, but I just need one coal mine. Okay, listen, I can't, I can't go back to, I can't go back to China. Okay, I sit too much on stage. Like the moment I step off the plane in China, I die immediately. Just like seriously, like I said, like look, this is a, here's a reality of mining in, uh, in the United States. Okay, it doesn't matter how much environmental planning goes into it. It doesn't matter how much job you create to the community. Once Al Gore finds your ass, you're fucked. Right? Like how does how does one man have so much power? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, online job application, that's a nightmare, right? Like I see this one, like every job post is like entry level position, three years experience needed. Like three years experience. That's like a girl who's like, oh my God, I want to date a virgin, be in the anal, have a sex dungeon, and three years experience. Like what is this? Right? Like, by the way, if you know a girl like that, call me. I can build a great sex dungeon. I'm an engineer. <laughs> There's so much duct tape on my house, I don't know what to do with it. Seriously. Hire me to build your sex dungeon. I can spice up your sex life with duct tape. <laughs> because I'm magical. Like, I can build a sex doll with duct tape, no problem. Just pay me money. Pay me money so I can buy more duct tape. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> 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 dude, I, I went, dude, I had so much, like, I had so much hope for the future when I graduated engineering school. I went from what if I become an engineering, like what if I become an engineer, to what if I start writing fortune cookies, to my hope now is just to get a background role in uh, Fresh Off the Boat, right? It's just like, seriously, I could be an IT guy in every movie, you know, the hacker, the little hacker guy in every movie that doesn't get a line, but like he's really good at computer because he's Asian, you know, is what I'm saying? It could work, it could work, dude, it could work. Oh my God. People uh, give me the worst advice when I can't find a job. They're like, Robert, if you can't find a job, you gotta go out there, you gotta network, you gotta talk to people, you gotta, fuck you, okay, seriously, fuck you. I got to where I am because I didn't talk to people, right? <laughs> when you were out there partying, drinking, and having sex, I was at home, studying math, like a good boy. But no, you can't hire me because I'm socially awkward, but you can hire the douchebag who stole all my homework because he's cool. And he knows how to talk to people. Look, I, I just want to know how alcoholism works, like drinking, how the fuck does that work, right? You drink, and then some magic happens, and boom, you're pregnant. Like, what is this? What is this sorcery, right? Every time I drink, I just end up on a night bus. Like, what the fuck? Like, I went to job fairs. Yeah, I went to job fairs. I tried. I tried so hard. 
But like none of dude, like do like job fair is a terrible mistake for Asian engineers, okay? Because you know how many Asian engineers are in the, there are in the world? Like I walk into the job fair and just a sea of black haired people with glasses on, right? Like seriously, how do you tell us apart? Like holy fuck. Like we all have the same last name, right? Like if you see a pile of resumes in the engineering job, it just wang, wang, pang, pang, lao, lao, wang, wang. And then you see Miller and you're like, ooh, I'm gonna hire Miller because he knows how to speak English. <laughs> Right? Like, there's nothing on my resume, right? There's nothing on my resume right now except stand up comedy because I don't care what you assholes sing, right? This is three years of public speaking experience, right? <laughs> like, yeah, seriously, I. S dude, like, I'm not doing this for some bullshit dream. No, I'm not doing this for some bullshit dream, right? I'm doing this to convince white people that I speak English, which I assume. <laughs> I am speaking to you, and you're just laughing, or you're just laughing to not seem racist. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, seriously. Dude, like, I, I, seriously, how do you people get jobs? Like, what the fuck? What do you do, sir? What do you do? I work for a labor union. You work for a labor union? Could I also work for a labor union? Absolutely. I don't have a work visa. I, I came here illegally. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn it! I could, there's so many opportunities here, dude. Like, there's no opportunity in China, in Canada. Okay, like I get paid in beer coupons, in Canada, right? Like, I, at least I got a shirt doing this shit. Like, seriously. <laughs> oh my god! Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. Seriously, like maybe I should just start selling weed. I don't know, right? Like, I, I think I have a great chance selling weed here because white people think agents are magic, right? Like, ever. <laughs> Like acupuncture, you pay us to stab you in the face and you call it relaxing. Like what is, what is this magic? Like ever walk into a sushi restaurant, right? Like every sushi restaurant, there's this, this guy making sushi in the front as if like sushi making is hard, right? Like you see that, that Asian guy, you're like, whoa, how long did it take to, for him to develop that sushi making skills? Dude, it's a seaweed burrito. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you people, right? Like, the guy who's making sushi isn't even, like, Japanese. He's probably Chinese. Like, I spoke Chinese with, like, them all the time. They're all Chinese. Like, I, I'm breaking up your illusion, but it's true, right? <laughs> like, but I have this like, great idea, right? I have this great idea, right? I could just open up a pot shop, and I'll call it Wang's Magical Emporium, right? You walk in, it's just this old guy stroking his beard. Like, ever watch Bill, Kill Bill? Kill Bill Volume 2, that old guy who was beating up that chick, you know, like, that old guy who was abusing the chick, you know, Pai Mei, you know? He's just got, he's, he looks exactly like him in my Wii shop, okay? You walk in, just him stroking his beard. It's just like, whoa, Guaylo, come in, come in. Come smoke this dragon grass. It will make you wise like the monkey, right? Like, I'm not selling, like, I'm not selling pot, okay? I'm selling... Dragon grass, which will give you the wisdom of the Orient, right? You wonder, have you ever wondered what wisdom of the Orient is, right? Ever seen like Kung Fu Panda? That turtle is having, that turtle in Kung Fu Panda, that's the wisdom of the Orient, right? Because you know he's high as fuck, right? <laughs> Just like, ah, yeah, oh shit, shit is, a, shit is going down. I'm gonna fly away because I have no responsibility in life. Oh my god, I, sh I actually uh, considered working back in China like f recently, like I tried that, that didn't work out well because like e it turned out everything in China is a laxative, right? Like I ate this melon in China, I was peeing on my butt for three days. Like how did a farmer with no education get a PhD in chemical warfare? Like what is, <laughs> what is this, right? 
And the worst thing about the washroom in China is just like they're just not normal washroom, right? They're just not they're not sitting toilets, right? They're just holes on the ground, and like I can only bend my leg this far, so I shat out my pants every single goddamn time. <laughs> That's when I realized it's way harder for a really whitewashed Asian guy to go to China than for a white guy to go to China because when a white guy fuck up in China, it's adorable, right? It's like, oh, look at that white guy trying to speak in Chinese. Oh, look at that white guy getting kidnapped by a taxi. Like somebody's losing their kidneys tonight, am I right? <laughs> but like when I fuck up in China, people just think I'm retarded. Just like, whoa, you look this Chinese, but how can you only speak at a grade three level? Also, why do you have shit on your pants? <laughs> Somebody hire me, please, thanks a lot. Robert Peng, not Wang, everybody. <laughs> Robert Peng, all the way from Vancouver. If you want some dragon grass to become wise like a monkey, you know who to talk to over here. All right. Work, work, work. Work, work. Now, next up, also traveling, all the way from the City of Angels. Make some noise for Anthony Davis, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I am. I came here from Los Angeles, but I ain't originally from Los Angeles, obviously. If you can't tell by my fantastic accent that I can't help but talking in. And everybody else on the radio, please know that Robert was black. So <laughs> that just made the show a lot more uncomfortable, but we'll get through that, okay? It's a joke. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I do, I don't do like. I'm sorry, Robert. This ain't this ain't gonna be as depressing as yours was. But I I got a job and I I like it a lot. Uh, to be honest, <laughs> do you, I, a lot of people don't know this, but you know what I do for a living, sir? I fix computers in hospitals. Yeah, it's so weird. You know, you realize that? Think about this. You call me on tech support. Enter an Indian doctor. People are like, "Is this is this real? Is this it should be switched back?" Actually, you know, okay, that's a horrible joke. Fuck y'all. All right. <laughs> Have you ever called tech support, ma'am? Yes. Do you see how they're in? Okay. All right. That's a joke that sucked. Okay. <laughs> all right. I mean, but before that, like, I used to. I'm, I'm about to be uh, doing comedy full time, so I'll tell you about that. No, that just means I'll just means I'll eat a lot less and disappoint a lot more. That's that's a man. My doctor wants that, obviously, and he. But like when I the first time I remember getting on stage, I thought of it like a job interview, and I remember it. And I was like, I got on. My first joke was, "If you guys like jokes about tractors, you're gonna love me." And a lady in the back's like, "We don't fuck you." <laughs> so you know that interview went really well. I think. <laughs> You know, that's it's like when you become a comedian, it is a job. You know, I get up, I make sure I get enough times to get places. I try to make enough money so uh, my wife doesn't leave me. <laughs> Not working right now. And, uh, you know, like I did a show. I got paid $50 to do this show. I drove three and a half hours to someone's house. A house. I get in there, they're like, thanks a lot for doing this. This is for cancer research. Any money we get, we give to cancer. I was like, that's great. I'm happy to do this. Thank you so much. And I gave my money back to them because I thought it was a good cause. I get into the person that's actually making the show. He tells me, oh, no, it wasn't for cancer research. It's to build another pool house out back. I was like, 
I was like, well, this is, can I get that $50 back at least? I couldn't even get that. I got a, a cold cheeseburger. <laughs> right? And guess what? They they didn't have a pool house to cook that cheeseburger in, so I had to eat it cold the entire three of them I had. That's not even the worst part of that entire job. That job got worse. They gave me a tour of that house. Fun fact, you should never take a southern man on tour of an old colonial house, especially when the other comedian is black, because it gets really weird really quickly. <laughs> Because they really started off with, this is where the slaves used to sleep. I'm like, I shouldn't be down here. I should. I probably wasn't allowed down here. So do you want to get out of here? And they're like, well, do you want to see the rest of it? I'm like, I don't think it'll get better. I'm not going to see like a, I'm not going to see a pool table down here. Like, this is their rec room. You know, you can see all nice little fossils and shit. That ain't going to happen. You know, and like, but what I used to do, I used to work, I used to be a school teacher. Because uh, they don't do background checks anymore, and uh, like there, I was a school teacher in downtown Detroit for six years. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> wow was the right word. I've had people that have served in the army hug me and ask me if I was okay. You know, like like it's not good when you talk and look like this in Detroit. They they're mean people to you. I I walked into class one time the first day. I was like, hey, are you guys you guys ready to learn today? And one kid in the back's like, you look like Billy Mays, you fat fuck. <laughs> meanest kindergartners I've ever met just just they sh they don't even how they even know who he is he died eight years ago you know remember that he died eight years ago these are four years old kids what they can't read but they can look up roast jokes for me that's that's just inappropriate you know what I mean like I and I, I remember I turned the blackboard one time and started writing something and one kid's like how do you have front titties and back titties <laughs> That's what I did for that work, 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 work. <laughs> what do you What do you do for a living, ma'am? I work for labor union. <laughs> Is this like some shitty like go getaway party for the labor union? Yeah. Like, all right, I'm gonna treat you guys tonight. Okay, I'm gonna take you to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's on me. Okay, and then we're gonna go get some tacos across the street for people that definitely do not speak English. <laughs> Which is great, but I can't order tacos now. Because anytime I try to speak Spanish, it sounds super racist. <laughs> Me amo es Antonio. Okay? It just sounds like I'm making fun of it. You know what I mean? I've, I've been to China. You know that? Guess when I went? 2009. You know what came out in 2009? The Hangover. <laughs> I got stopped by 45 people that wanted me to sign their posters so they thought it was Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> Two stars will not go back, okay? <laughs> Food's great. Racism, really bad, okay? <laughs> Don't like white people. And uh, <laughs> that's true, though. And I, like, I remember one time, like, the last time I was a teacher in Detroit, the last day, I remember a little girl walked up to me, and she was like, Mr. Davis, are your titties on purpose or on accident? <laughs> and I was like, well, just like you, honey, it was an accident. So here we are. And that was the end of my career. <laughs> Because they fired me. You know, you can't, isn't that messed up? You can't make a four-year-old cry? <laughs> Thank, <laughs> thanks, Trump. And, uh, like, but that's, like, I'm happy I don't live there anymore. I got paid $12,000 a year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, is that, is that a lot out here? I don't know. I just, my Lyft ride was fucking $28 from two and a half miles away. I don't know how you assholes live here. I can't live in L.A. Have you ever been to L.A., ma'am? It fucking sucks. 
Everything's overpriced. I'm more overweight than I was in North Carolina where I'm from. I got casted to do this thing. Like I like I actually was I'm trying to be like on TV and everything, you know, that I'm trying to do acting and I got casted in my first role. And I was so excited until I read the part. It was for clan leader. <laughs> Fun fact, I didn't even apply or audition for it. They just gave me the part. <laughs> And it was for member, but they saw potential in me, so that that hurt more. And if you laughed at that, you're racist. That's that's, I mean, it. The movie that's an, it's an actually true story. The movie was the Black Klansman. I was going to be in that movie, and I turned it. No, don't clap for that. What? Yeah, fine piece of literature. Great movie. I mean, two thumbs up. Racism. Eight thumbs up. Fantastic movie. No, like I turned it down because the first, the last thing I need is for somebody like, hey, uh, what's that uh, Anthony Davis guy been in? What's that? Oh, oh, oh what's what's this clip? Okay, I'm just like, why? Oh no, we shouldn't hire that guy for it at all. You know how easy it is for people you work with to look up what you do now? So fucking easy. My manager saw me do a show once where I was like, man, my manager's a dick. Fuck that guy. And I looked, I was like, that's you. Fuck you. And it was, that's the worst HR meeting the next day, too. And as a, as a, as a, as a, what I do now, we were, you guys are here for what I do now. I was, a, I fixed computers in hospitals, right? So like the worst thing is, uh, this is the first time I've ever worked in an office. Usually I'm outside or I'm, I'm looking by myself. Adjusting to this is a lot harder than I thought it would be because I accidentally walked in on someone breastfeeding in their breastfeeding area, which was the break fucking room. Okay, it's the break room where I get my milk. Worst pun I've ever made in my life, but still. And I was just, I just froze and I was like, hey, nice. And then I walked away. HR for that. There's an HR video for me now because I did that. And the second thing, there are two HR videos for me now. I've worked there for eight months. I've gone for three before my, my year. I'm going to do it. Second is, um, you don't yell at uh, cleaners at all, okay? I was watching horror movies on YouTube at 11.30 at night because I, I work late shifts too. Lights were off. I was just at my desk fixing the computer, watching horror movies, and then the light flashes on, and I was like, you fuckers ain't taking me down! Fuck you! <laughs> and then the, the cleaners walked in, and they said, oh. And they, 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 one of them started crying, and then they left. <laughs> And that was the best HR meeting I've ever... Why'd you scream at those people? Well, the ring lady was coming out of the TV. <laughs> and I didn't want them to get me. They're like, well, well, you know, you're a southern man yelling at, you know, three Hispanic women. women. It looks kind of bad. I'm like, but have you seen Ring 2? That was just as... I mean, honestly, who's the monster here? Okay, it can't be me. So if there's... An, I'm not even kidding. There's an HR video. Look it up. Memorial Care. I, 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 fuck it. I can say what I work. I'm going to leave there soon. <laughs> fuck that place! <laughs> Memorial Care. Sir, HR video. What to do when you're working alone. Part 2. Not yelling at coworkers. <laughs> 
37 seconds in that video. Watch that on YouTube. It's fantastic. I look fantastic in it. You know, and I really, I'm using that as a fucking credit too. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm going to do when I make it one day. Someone's gonna like, oh, you know what? That Anthony Davis guy. I saw him in that racist movie. But what else is his range? Oh, he's just yelling at Hispanic people. That's pretty good. He was born for this role. Okay. I like working too. I just, you know, what do you do? Right, don't say you're a labor union. Are, are you working for the labor union too? For fuck's sake! This is the worst show ever. How do you? If you mm, don't tell me, please. I will. What do you? Oh, okay. What do you do? Because I can't make a joke about labor unions. Some of the most boring shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, I'm a teacher. All right. Yeah. Fuck kids. Right. <laughs> oh my god. They're the worst. Fuck those little kids. Right. Do you? Are you like a middle school? I'm not literally fucking them. I'm just like. Fuck those kids! They're the whore. The right, like what? Do you, like what school? What grade do you teach? Uh, Eleven and twelve. Eleven and twelve? Oh, <laughs> gross! Oh my God, aren't they the worst? Do you hate your job? No, I love it. Fuck you! <laughs> no, what? Back me up here! You want to do five minutes up here about how you love your job? <laughs> Easily. So today, Sandra, <laughs> she was so smart in class today. She drew me a picture. It's of me dying, but you know, I'm trying my best here. <laughs> Leave your job, okay? <laughs> you guys have been great. I'm Anthony Davis. Have a great night. Anthony Davis, the white Anthony Davis. Very good stuff. You can you can order in English across the street. You know the worst. <laughs> You know what the worst thing is? That you, if you live in San Francisco for a while, you have that friend who like went to Costa Rica for a month and did a, a Spanish intensive course and then comes back and goes to the burrito store and is like, quiero burrito con queso. And it's like, look, that is bad. <laughs> As a white lady, that is bad. Like they understand English, and that lady's Puerto Rican. Just like the Chinese guy working at the sushi restaurant. Please don't do this. You're, we're drunk. We need burritos, and we don't need to be embarrassed. <laughs> Got a term for you guys. Anyone working in an office? Yeah. All right. Do people bring in treats sometimes as a as a morale boost? Uh, the company supplies. Oh, the company supplies treats. Okay. You've seen this phenomenon then when there's treats in the kitchen and then just, you know, people will like n never take the last piece. But some people the whole day have been surreptitiously going back and forth and having another slice of cake. Those people, you can call them wastes of cake. That's my term for useless people in the office. Jerry? Yeah, I, I don't know what he does. He's a waste of cake. Let's just spread that around everybody. All right. But, <laughs> please do. I wanted it to take off. I want to make a new flag for San Francisco, and I want to introduce Waste of Cake to offices around the country. All right. We've got your last comic for the night. He, uh, anyone uh, watch YouTube at work? Uh, I saw it in your eyes. You watch YouTube at work. All right. So when you're watching YouTube at work, you can see our next comic on a YouTube channel called What the Fuck 
is in America on YouTube. Please welcome, all the way from Seattle, Andrew Murphy, everybody. All right, cool. Yeah, I came out all the way from Seattle, all the way here to San Francisco. It's pretty all right. I went to go see Alcatraz today. Yeah, that is surprisingly pleasant for a fortress turned into a prison. It's very peaceful and nice out there. Uh, while I was out there, the tour guide, he was talking about all the birds, and he was like, yeah, those are western black-crowned seagulls. And uh, they're, they're monogamous. They mate for life. And I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know if seagulls mate for life or if we just can't tell seagulls apart. Like, yeah, the, the white one with the black wings is fucking the white one with the black wings. Don't worry about it, you know? Because if seagulls' mating behavior is anything like their fries-in-the-dumpster behavior, I think it's generally safe to assume that seagulls are getting after it. Man. I've actually kind of had a rough trip here so far. I actually, I, I kind of got fucked up. I was riding one of those scooters, and I fucking crashed and hit my head. Yeah, I had a, I got a, my head got really fucked up. I had to go to the fucking hospital right up the street. I went to fucking Zuckerberg, yeah. It was crazy because I got there and the guy in the bed next to me was this super racist dude I went to high school with and he would not shut up. And then the Zuckerberg Memorial Hospital kept on saying, hey, do you want more of your racist high school friends in the hospital with you? And I was like, no. And I was like, all right, we'll just put some complete fucking strangers in here and they'll just, you know, post pictures of fucking Jesus and old TV shows and shit like that. All right, you know, it's a new joke, but whatever, you know. I'm having, I'm having fun while I'm on vacation. I, uh, I have had a lot of different jobs in my life. I actually had to write them all down because I am terrible at being employed. Uh, I'm just going to read this list for you. I've been a dishwasher, a summer camp counselor, a used record store clerk, an English teacher, a produce stand guy. I uh, worked at three different Christmas tree lots. Uh, I was a park ranger for a while. I worked at two different tree removal companies. I was a preschool teacher. I was a wilderness therapy guide. I was a paralegal for two days, and then I was a landscaper. I drove the monorail in Seattle. I was a dog transporter, and I worked at a homeless shelter. So I get fired a lot. I'm, I'm that absolutely incredibly dangerous combination of like incompetent, but like charmingly incompetent. So like I get jobs I am not qualified for all the time. Like Seattle has a monorail. I don't know if you've ever been there. Seattle has a monorail. And I got to drive that for like two weeks and they were just like, they like during the interview, they, cause like I do stand up. I talk to people. I'm sociable. They were like, do you have any experience driving heavy machinery or trains? And it was just like, funny story. No, not at all. Not at all. But I'm a quick learner. You know, I'm like, what's your greatest flaw? I learn too quick. Is the, uh, you know, no. And then they're like, you can drive this monorail. And then I was like, this is fucking hilarious. And then, and then I drove it too fast a couple of times and they fired me. But you know, it's, it just, it comes with being alive. You're having experiences, you know, I, I worked at a homeless shelter for a while which was um emotionally draining it is a very exhausting job you meet people you never think you would meet when you work at a homeless shelter like you meet cool sex offenders 
You know, you meet like sex offenders who like are good at dancing and shit and they've got like cool nicknames. Like there was this guy named Tony who could not live anywhere near a school and he would always come in and he'd be like, it's Tony and I'm coming to get a bologna sandwich and he would like pop and lock into the room all the time and then I would be like, hey, it's Tony and then I Googled him and then he would be like, it's Tony coming to get his bologna and then I was like, Tony, I do not live around here and where I live, I lock my doors and I don't own a cat. So stay the fuck away from me. You You meet like schizophrenics who are really arrogant about it. Like their delusions are really arrogant. They're like, yeah, I was just uh, hanging out with uh, Hillary Clinton the other day and uh, running the world. And it's just like, okay, cool. This is a fun conversation. Like there was this one guy, whenever we'd be giving out sandwiches, he'd just be like, I just want to let you know. I know that you poisoned this sandwich. I know that you're trying to kill me because I run the world. And it's like, cool, dude, just give it to someone you don't like, you know? <laughs> you know. I'm sorry, that's, is, am I, I don't know, that's, that's, it's taking light of a very social, serious social issue. We were actually unionized when I worked at that homeless shelter. We were actually, I actually, I fucking hated it because all day long, all I wanted to see was my incompetent coworkers get fired. <laughs> Like we had, we had the most breathtakingly incompetent because, co- like, a lot of homeless shelters, they're like, "Well, we want to help homeless people get a leg up, so we should help them get a job, so they can work here." So I'd just be like working with a bunch of people who just been like, "Man, I'm just trying to stay clean, man. I smoke meth for twenty every day for twenty three years, and now I'm coming here and I'm just trying to deal with it." I'm like, "Okay, I respect your journey, but the printer is out of paper." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 you know, people, people got problems. Everyone's got problems once. What else is on this? Oh man. I think my life is, is more defined by the jobs I've avoided having. I, uh, I avoided being a pastor very narrowly. I was, yeah, I was enrolled in seminary and everything like that, but then I wanted to get some pussy. So, you know, I left and I didn't get any pussy and all the guys I knew who went into pastors immediately got married. And so, you know, whatever, it's weird. Do you think it's, it's the snake eating its own tail or whatever. But, uh, I used to be the president of my school's Bible study. That was fun. That was, yeah, that was fun being like the one super religious kid at a high school. Yeah like in fucking Seattle where like kids are like 16 and they're just like, yeah, dude, I use anal to worship Satan. And I'm just kind of like, well, the book of Jeremiah teaches us that we must be kind to the infirm and the widow and the disgusting, you know, it is, it's, I don't know. Like I have like, it's, 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 I can't tell people that I think this is true, but I'll tell you like whenever I hear the story of like, like kids who are like, I grew up gay in the fifties in rural Kentucky. I'm like, I identify with that, you know, not cause it's tr- It's not the same level, but just being like, I was just like having to hide my Christianity from everyone. It's a very weird feeling to be like, we're the majority everywhere else, but not here. So it doesn't count. doesn't count when you're in the 11th grade. You know, I, uh, I, uh, I had, this is one of the funniest fucking things that's ever happened to me my whole life. I was, uh, running my school's Bible study. It was the first day of school and we, uh, the classroom that the, uh, Bible study was held in was directly adjacent. It had one of those accordion walls. Are you guys familiar with the, uh, public school accordion walls? They're, they're like the weird plastic stucco when you pull the lever and a chunk and then they, they unfold like that. And it shared an accordion wall with a special ed class. And so there, but it was like, it was like the kids who were like, you know, the higher level guys and they would all come over and they were always good and fun or whatever. But I remember one time we were hanging out 
and we were doing Bible study. He said, let's go around the room and say our names. And the first kid goes, hi, my name is Tony. Uh, I'm a freshman. Oh, crap. I forgot a part of this joke. <laughs> Excuse me, story. I said, let's say your name, your grade, and what your favorite movie is. That's the important part. So I'm so caught up in reliving my past. A wave of nostalgia washed over me, and I forgot this critical element. Um, and so the first kid's like, hey, I'm Tony. I'm a freshman, and my favorite movie is Passion of the Christ. I'm like, all right, great, cool. And then the second kid comes up, and she goes, hi, my name's Chelsea. I'm a senior, and my favorite movie is Passion of the Christ. And then one of the sped kids came over, and his name was Connor. And Connor wanted to fit in more than any human being on earth I have ever met in my entire life. And Connor said, all right, my name's Connor. I'm a sophomore. I have two favorite movies. Is that okay? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's fine. He was like, Ernest Goes to Camp yes. and Passion of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I was like, I don't know. Maybe Jesus ain't all that he cracked up to be. You know, I don't know. He's making poor sweet Connor lie about what his favorite movie is. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a, a moral thing to be doing. No, right now I am a bud tender, uh, which is, I, it's weird because I don't smoke pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got hired. I, I conned my way into working as a doorman at a pot shop. Like I work at a pot shop in an area that has a fair amount of like crime and theft. And they're like, do you have any experience managing pot shops? And I was like, no, but I'm a quick learner. And then they <laughs> gave me the job. So all I do all day is just take University of Washington fraternity students' fake IDs and throw them into the gutter and, uh, <laughs> and sell ditchweed to, to people who work for Microsoft. But it's, we it's weird being a bud tender when you don't smoke weed because you're living someone else's dream. You know, like I am living, like there are stoners all over the world who be like, man, if I only, if pot was legal, I would like work in a store where like you could wear whatever clothes you want and like play ween all day and like people just come in and would just be hella chill you know and i'm just like this job fucking sucks you know also bud tender secret there's no fucking difference between weed there's no fucking difference between strains of weed also always buy the first thing they suggest because that is the best thing like they'll look at you and you're like okay you clearly make like uh, between 40 and 60 thousand dollars a year you can afford this this is reasonably good do you just want that if you're like do you have anything else we're just going to shovel the most overpriced bullshit down your throat this is the most fucking cat shit dried out ditch weed shit down your throat <laughs> why because we are also petty and vindictive and bad at our jobs you know but it's so weird being a like a fucking bud tender because like People used to get shot over this shit, and now I'm like wearing slacks and being like, man, my direct deposit's being weird, you know? <laughs> and I work in retail. I work in retail selling drugs, which, because people do not, like, people have so much respect for regular drug dealers. You know, but no, like I work, I, people always ask me for discounts. They're like, do you have a discount on this pot? And you would never ask a crack dealer for a discount. You know, you would be like, well, if you suck my dick, I'll give it to you for half off. How does that, you know, like <laughs> people are like, what other types of weed do you have? You never do that to a crack dealer. And we're like, well, I have this one uh, nug of crack. And if you don't have it, you'll go into withdrawals and die. So looks like we're at an impasse here when it comes to this. Say, I don't know. People, yeah, actually, people tell me I should work in radio. That would be a dream job for me. I have a radio voice. Radio, the most thriving of the media. <laughs> you know, 
I, uh, yeah, I, I would love to work at like a classic rock radio station though. Cause I just, I could do that. But like, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to 102.2 KQ, 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 LAQ, KLAW, the Kakla. All right. We're coming at you live from on top of the hill. We're going to be giving away tickets to see Boston playing in Asia. Asia playing in Boston and Blasia, the first all Asian Boston tribute band. They are all Chinese except for the drummer, who is Thai. <laughs> all right, and we're going to be playing some Beatles, some Kinks, some Rolling Stones, some The Who, and other lost gems of the rock revolution. Just kidding, Hotel California on a loop until I am dead, you motherfuckers. <laughs> all right, I have been Andrew Murphy. I'm going to get out of here. Y'all have a good night. Andrew Murphy, everyone. Check him out on YouTube. What the fuck is in America? Check out the other comics who are here tonight. Robert Peng, Anthony Davis. On the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival later this week. They'll be playing again. Thanks so much for coming out. And forget about work this weekend. All right, everybody. Thanks, Pam. Keep it going for Rolf Scar, everybody. Yay! Uh, I do this. I turn on the lights. Look, the house lights are on. That's so nice. Uh, hey, bring up the work, work, work music again. There we go. And um, yay, this is Men at Work playing in the background, so that makes all sense. Our next show is the Disappointment Show, or I wasn't hoping for that. So um, go outside, talk to your comics, and meet them, and yeah, do whatever, and then we'll be letting people back in for the next show, and it's going to be great in like 10 minutes. Yay, and the bathroom's over there. And um, if you want drinks at Asiento on the corner, you get happy hour prices with your festival. Just say, oh, I'm part of the festival. You get happy hour prices all festival long. So if you want a drink, that's the place to drink. Yay. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good special happy hour prices all night long with your mutiny radio 
Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. 
Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. <laughs> don't know anything about it. Sorry. All so, on my limited view. Yes, every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, Seven o'clock. We're here at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. This is the disappointment show. This is not the show you wanted. You don't. Why are you here? You don't want to be here. Your host doesn't want to be here. It's not what he wanted. He's uh. Your host tonight is one of the funniest comedians in San Francisco. He doesn't want that. He's back there eating. He's back there dipping fucking broccoli into. A pile of cheese. It isn't real cheese. You know, he's a chef and he knows real cheese, but he chooses to be disappointed and dip. He's, it's like sad. I hope you guys enjoy this show. It's, your, your host is coming up right now. The Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival second show going on. Everybody put your hands together for Zach Wiseman. This is the least disappointing part of the show. It's so good. Oh, God damn. This is the healthiest thing I've eaten all day. Earlier, I was drinking chocolate milk and eating candy bars. That's what, what I've had today for... But that's not disappointing. I really enjoy it. What is disappointing is me to my parents. And I know you all saw that coming, but it's very true. It's kind of, it's a tough thing to wrestle with when you realize that drugs are one of your strongest talents. Yes. You know what I mean? Your mom's like, just do what you're good at. Follow your heart. And you're like, fucking all right, mom. Because drugs are fantastic. Um, these aren't real drugs because that would be illegal. But you should always hold fake drugs in for as long as possible. They're not real, guys. They're not real drugs. Do you guys think that when the aliens killed the dinosaurs... They were like, which roughly translates to uh, just make it look like an accident. <laughs> you think that was the case?
my biggest problem with uh, rape fantasies is that I'm always stuck being the rapist. I don't want to play the rapist again. Jesus. You be the rapist this time. Whatever happened to fucking knight in shining armor fantasies? Can I be a knight, please? Give me I want a horse and a sword. I don't want a windowless van. This is ridiculous. Just fucking bullshit. Can I be a murderer? I can at least empathize with murderers. It's just tough, you know. I gotta date different people, I think. So rape, huh? That's a tough one, huh? Or as I like to call it, sex classic, huh? Any? <laughs> God damn. I've never said that out loud and not gotten at least one oof. Which uh, makes me think it's a, you know, that's a winner. It's a keeper. I like to make people uncomfortable. People are like, uh, you know, stand up. You should just get comfortable in the silence. That's part of the, part of the skills. Of st- one of the most important skills. Just be comfortable in the silence. And I think... I got too comfortable. I think it's detrimental now. <laughs> See? He thinks I'm shit. <laughs> uh, it doesn't even bother me anymore. That's not good for you, I think. So how are you guys going to kill yourselves? But no- nothing? You guys going to live your whole lives like fucking cowards? Every goddamn second? Jesus. Well, I think a great way to kill yourself would be to uh, hang yourself underwater. You know? Because at least one of those things is unnecessary. If you're tying rocks to your ankles, fucking throw a noose on the pier as well. Confuse the shit out of them. Solve that one, monk. I think another great way to kill yourself uh, would be to cut your wrists on a roller coaster. You know? Nice and deep. Down the street, not across the road. A real fucking sprayer. Uh, just for that picture at the end, you know? Huh? Making memories that day. Happy 15th, Tommy! Hey, look, we won't be able to get you a car next year, but it'll be a better birthday. I can guarantee you that right now. I think another great way to kill yourself... I don't think about this ever. I think another great way to kill yourself uh, would be to jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge. Everyone jumps off! From peak to roadway, ample distance to kill yourself. It's a tall bridge. And I would like to add, you die every time. There's no book about people who jump 200 plus feet on a fucking asphalt, you know? Just saying, go for some finality, you know? You want to you wanna fail at suicide. It's depressing, trust me. This guy hates me. <laughs> oh, you're a liar now. Cool. I like liars. I am a liar. I lie a lot. Not on purpose. I uh, know it's on purpose. I lie on purpose all the time. I feel like I'm ruining this show. That's not what I'm going for. I need the hate. I don't work. Okay. He doesn't hate me. I guess I'll just have to deal with that. I need to cope.
All right, I'm over it. I'm over it. That's actually a good point. What drug am I doing? Huh? Anybody? We have any guesses? Aluminum is not a drug, sir. Well, it does cause Alzheimer's, but regardless. Any guesses? Anybody want to fancy a guess at this? He's guessing speed. We got speed in the back. Anybody else? Everybody agrees with the one guess? Well, it's Who fucking smokes cocaine off foil? That's ridiculous. Have you heard of a crack pipe? Jesus. That's fair. That's a good point. This guy in the back, he's nailing it. Uh, but it's not speed. Nope, not speed. It's heroin. Huh? Anybody guess heroin? <laughs> you didn't guess heroin. You can't, mm-hmm. You guessed speed. Very vocally. Everybody heard it. What? Finish the sentence. Junkie. Why? I'm smoking things off foil. You think you're going to insult? Jesus. Okay. Okay. Rain it in, Zach. Get it, get it together. I'm in control of this room. <laughs> oh, man. So I want to go to the doctor. And just uh, and just say weird shit to him. Just to f I like fucking with people. It's like one of the only things that I get out of bed for. I don't get out of bed. I don't have a bed. But it's one of the only things I get up off the ground for in the morning. Uh, and I just want to say weird shit. I'm be like, "Hey, doc, I have this uh, this problem. My, my my pee is cold. My pee comes out cold. And not like not like I feel. Like I peed on my hand cold. Put tea on my hand warm. Peed on my hand cold. It's cold pee." Comes out of my body, cold. And then I'll have like one of those uh, fake dicks that you like cheat drug tests with and I'll fill it with ice water. And be like, give me a cup, check it out. And just, you know? Or I'd be like, uh, Doc, I, I can't hear anything I'm saying. I can hear other people's voices, but I can't hear my voice. I mean, am I saying things? Can you repeat back to me what I'm saying just so I know that I'm saying these things? That's it. There's no fucking big finish to this thing. I just want to do that. Just a thing I want to do. Another thing I want to do is I want to molest a kid. And while I'm molesting a kid, I want to tell him it's because he's the ugliest kid. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, you fucking little piece of shit. The only reason I'm molesting you is because you're fucking hideous. You're probably the ugliest kid I've ever seen. If I was molesting kids in order of attractiveness, I would probably never get to you. You know, this is more of like a, it's like a pity molesting, because I don't think any time in your life anybody is ever going to touch your genitalia ever again. You'd have to get like really good at something. I don't think you have the talent to ever, you guys think I should do that? that uh, he shrugs, he's on board. All right. What? Go for it. No, I don't think so. I got him! <laughs> oh, that's disappointing. Um, well, I guess I'm just gonna uh, get get this uh, show show going. Um, I forgot who's up next. So coming to the stage right now is Sonny Dennis. Sonny Dennis. Yay! 
Disappointment show. We got that right. Oh, boy. It is a pleasure to be here, everybody. What's going on? My name is Sonny. You might remember me as the bad guy from snowboarding movies. Um, having a good night. I'm a little high. This is kind of... I'm like 80% sure there's not a person back here. Uh, not 100, but uh, we're, you know what's good? If this microphone goes out, we got three more right here. Life's great. Man, what a cool place to be murdered, you know? It's like somewhere you go for a good old-fashioned stabbing, you know, and get a taco afterward. It'll be a good time. Oh, boy. I, uh, I'm on vacation right now. Yeah. You know what that means, right? So you look like a buff Kyle Canaan. Do you know that? Yeah, if you worked out a little bit shit there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, he, he earned it. Okay, went off track there for a second. We're reeling it back in. I'm on vacation. Uh, you know what that means, right? Yeah. D -d 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 Day drinking. Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon today, and uh, I'm really good at day drinking. There is an art to it. There is a finesse to it. The trick is to be classy with what you're drinking. You know what I mean? I've been doing nothing but Jack and Ginger all day. And that, thank you. See, it's sophisticated yet fun. And if it's not to you, you need to realize that when I was 18, my drink of choice was Four loco. okay? It's back in 2009 when Four loco was different. And if you don't know what Four loco is, congratulations. Uh, you're living a good life. But just so you know, it is an energy drink slash malt liquor. You know, for homeless people with places to be. Um, it's not a healthy combination for liquor, because, you know, the malt liquor has you really drunk, really fast. You feel like you're, you know, going to black out any second. But the energy has you alert and awake, so you have no idea you're about to black out. One second you're at a party, everyone thinks you're funny, you're killing it, and then boom, it's eight hours later and you're covered in shit. Yeah. You look in the can in your hand and it says, enjoy responsibly. You know, like that was an option at some point during the night. But what it should have said is, Four loco, enjoy shitting in your car. Yeah. But that's not accurate because Four loco drinkers don't have cars. We know that. What it should say is, Four loco, enjoy shitting in an ATM vestibule. All right. We got San Francisco. That, that is close to home out here, right? Yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't feel bad for like the, like, I don't do the blackout drinking. You know what I mean? Has, has anyone here ever had a good blackout drinking experience? You're lying, Pam. Don't even answer that question. The answer is no, okay? You never wake up with a hangover and no memory to have your roommate be like, you don't remember last night? You folded all your laundry and did the dishes that have been sitting in the sink for a week, and then we talked about politics for an hour in a mature way, and I'm like, wow, really? And he's like, no, you shit in my car! Fuck, yeah. I, uh, here's, here's the exchange though. I don't get blackout drunk, but I'm buzzed all the time. You know what I mean? Like, have you guys ever been drunk at the gym before? It's awesome, okay? I don't have bad workouts. Like, seriously, everyone's like, isn't that dangerous? You know, being drunk while you're working out, but it's not, because I'm working out less. I just feel way better about the workout, you know? In my head, I'm sprinting through the desert as sweat glistens down my chiseled body and the Foo Fighters are playing in the sky. Someone needed the best of you. In reality, I'm just power walking on the treadmill, drinking wine out of a Gatorade bottle. Yeah. The guy next to me is like, hey, what flavor is that? I yell in his face, Mountain Merlot Blast. Oh, man. It's a lot of fun until you throw up in the middle of Planet Fitness. And uh, then it's not a judgment-free zone anymore. No, they, uh, they make you leave. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if you guys can tell I'm not good with life decisions. Uh, originally, I was a philosophy major back in college. Yeah. Which is a really cool way to say that I now work at Outback Steakhouse. You know? Do you want a blooming onion, or is the universe made that decision for you? What? Because you're getting one anyway. 
It's weird. Is any, any philosophy class takers in the room? All right, good. You're doing something good with your life. No four loco, no philosophy. Let's keep it that way. Uh, it's basically like hanging out with a pothead for too long. Because the professor would say things like, does this chair exist? Is this chair even here? And I'm like, cool, this guy does not take attendance. So unless you can prove I'm not here, I'll be smoking weed in a Jeep in the parking lot. Yeah. It's weird, though, because I did fail philosophy, and then I failed out of college altogether. But philosophy helped me in the real world, you know, because my dad called, and he was like, you dropped out of school? And I got to be like, or did I? What? You can't be disappointed if I don't exist. But I do, and he is. So, yeah. That got him at the disappointment show. Woo! Oh, boy. I, uh, originally, I was born and raised in Hawaii. Yeah, thank you. Uh, three years ago, I moved to Boston. Shouldn't have done that. That's, uh, that's a fucking mistake, you see? Because being from Hawaii, I have this really weird foreign thing called a positive outlook on life, you know? People in Boston do not like it. I'll be walking to work and I see my neighbor and I'm like, hey, good morning! And he's like, I don't fucking know you! Which is how they say aloha there, yeah. Had to find that out the hard way. It's, uh, it's a trip, man. Because, has anybody here ever been to Hawaii before? You have? Okay, cool. You guys know what the worst part about Hawaii is? Is when you all visit there. Um, not a fan of tourists, okay? No one should be. But that's the thing about like moving to Boston. I'm like a Boston tourist without meaning to sometimes, you know? Like Hawaii people get all excited over shit you see every day on the ride to work. Like, oh my God, it's a dolphin and a waterfall. Let's rent a Mustang. Blah! But that's me in Massachusetts. I'm like, whoa, is that a real billboard? What's Panera Bread? <laughs> Can you guys get a picture of me and the black guy? Because people don't know that about Hawaii. History of those islands, only seven black guys ever. There used to be, there used to be eight, but the one dude left to become president. So, yeah. That's why I'm happy to be in Boston, but there's 73 black people. Yeah. All right, that joke goes over a lot better here than it ever does there. It's a big, like, we get it. Just move on, Sonny. Um, yeah, man. Boston's weird. Like, is any, okay, the people from Boston hate Boston, but refuse to leave Boston. You know, it's like the abusive boyfriend of cities. We're like, Janet, he's been, he's been, you know, ruining your life since you've been born. You're miserable, he takes your money, he almost killed you two winters ago. And she's just like, but he loves me. And have you seen the Celtics roster this year? They're looking good. I can't leave all that behind. Yeah, I always get the question like, you're from Hawaii, why would you move here? Why would you leave Hawaii to come here? More important question, I don't know, Janice, why haven't you left? You can move anywhere in the fucking world and you stay miserable. Um, all right, this next joke, I'm pretty sure is going to bomb really badly. But I'm going to try it because that's part of comedy, okay? So every time I, if people, you guys have a kind of winter here, right? Not really, you know, it's not too bad. Uh, that's like all everyone talks about, cheers. All right, oh man. I'm not gonna do, fuck it, I'm gonna commit. Should I do it, give me, yeah, yeah, all right, cool. All right, great. So everyone's like, why would you come here? There's no, there's no winter in Hawaii. I love winter. Cause back home, there's nothing to get rid of homeless people. I know, yeah. They just keep living and living and living and living. It's frustrating. You know, falls out of the sky in Boston every nine months? Consequences, I know, it's ridiculous. Wow, thought that was gonna be a lot worse, I know. Some kid was smoking shit off a tinfoil fucking for 20 minutes and. That felt worse, huh? All right, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We're moving on. <laughs> oh, man. I, I just got engaged this year. Thank you. Thank you. 
there's a couple decent white straight men out there still, you know. Uh, I'm not one of them, apparently, but it's cool. Uh, yeah, we've been together for eight years, and uh, I didn't realize how much you have to work on a relationship even when you're still eight years in, especially in the bedroom, you know what I mean? Something she wanted to do this year was have uh, music on during the lovemaking sessions, which I was not a fan of. It made me feel like I was cheap, like I was in porn, you know? But then she said I could pick the music that we fornicate to. Yeah, I don't know if anyone here has ever come to the Space Jam theme song before, but... Uh, <laughs> Let's just say I took it into overtime, right? Come on and slam if you want to jam. Okay. All right. I'm going to keep bringing the energy because that's all I got up here. So I don't know what you want me to tell you. I'm like Gary Busey and Dane Cook fucked and had an ugly baby. Okay. Uh, where do we go from that one? Oh, yeah. So also, this is the year that she wanted us to explore the wonderful world of role playing. Now, I thought role playing would be like maybe put on a cool hat or like a fake mustache or an accent. No. Uh, she wanted me to pretend to break into our home while she's showering and then hold her down, okay? Something we found out about role-playing is that I'm really bad at sexual assault. It's uh, not a bad problem to have, in all honesty, but it is for me and my relationship because the woman that I love wants this fantasy for some reason, okay? And I'm ruining it for her. She's like, you're not even gonna do it, don't even bother doing it. And I'm like, really? First it's the bookshelf, that doesn't make enough money, now it's the rape, ah! You're just like your mother! All right, cool. All right, that was a better uh, go over than I thought it was gonna be. That's fine, we'll keep sliding along here. I'm also bad at doing drugs. Do you guys, can you guys tell that about me? Yeah, okay, so uh, I'm, here's the two. Uh, cocaine and mushrooms. Which, which one do you wanna, I'm terrible at both of them. So let's hear. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why they're not, Pam. Okay, so the uh, anyone here, uh, you know, uh, what's it, a hallucinogenic fan in the in the crowd? All right, cool, you're here. So you guys know that when you do mushrooms, you want it to be in a comfortable, safe environment. Okay, I did them when I was in high school with people that picked me up when I was hitchhiking. All right, complete. Yeah, you get it. You get it. Fucking strangers. Okay, and this is back in Hawaii, where uh, you know that's the towns are spread out, and there's just kind of you know roads on the island that I was living on at the time. So I'm like 10 miles away from where I actually live, okay? And I'm in these strange people, kind of a flop house, but like, you know, it had like streetlight manifesto posters on the wall, that kind of where I'm like, all right, it's creepy, but not that bad. Anyway, I take the mushrooms and I start feeling them, like, you know, I'm getting a little whatever, and I feel nervous, and I ask the guy whose house I'm at, I'm like, hey man, what do you guys do when you're like on mushrooms? And he says, we like to just chill out and listen to music. And I felt calm, I was like, okay, I can get on board with that. But here's the thing, is they like this band called Slayer, more of a Jack Johnson guy myself, so. And if you don't know any of Slayer's songs, they go like, you know, I wanna fuck your mother in the throat. Blood. Oh man, but it sounds cool. The guitar licks are fucking sweet. Anyway, they had a, uh, a Bruce Lee movie on, just, you know, with the sound turned off. And I don't know why, but it felt like Bruce Lee was like matching up with the Slayer song. And I swear to God, he was looking at me saying, I'm gonna kill your dad. I'm gonna murder your fucking dad. So I jump up out of this stranger's house and just leave. I run out the front door, because my dad's gonna die, okay? Shit gets real. And I don't know why, this is the thought that I had at the time, but I said in my head, what would the ancient Hawaiians do if they were me right now? So I stole a Razor scooter from a family's house. Yeah. Man, that's when the mushrooms really kicked in. <laughs> Flying down the side of a highway, just all the answers of life are just, just wow. I finally get Bohemian Rhapsody. It's a song about life. Ah, shit like that. And 
And then, you know, I, uh, around the corner, I see that there is a blue light approaching me. A couple blue lights. Police officers, right? And this is the first thought I have. I'm like, fuck, they know I took the scooter! So, I threw the scooter away, and I ran into the sugarcane fields. Because this is Maui, where they have sugarcane plantations. That's a real thing. And I gotta tell you, shit was going good for like half an hour, okay? I'm heroic as fuck. Running full, full stride, you know? Same thing at the gym. Someone needed the best of me! My dad. And I fucking run through, and I see this like, I thought it was like a log or something. And I'm like, I can jump that, no problem. But it was dark. And it turned out to just be like an irrigation ditch with like gross water and shit like that. So I went, <laughs> okay, and uh, I broke my collarbone, but I couldn't tell at the time because I was like, whoa, it's all squishy. These fucking shrooms are crip, you know? <laughs> and then I get to, uh, I can see my house from where I'm at. I'm, I'm powering through, and I'm in between my house and me is a cemetery, okay? I don't know if you guys know about uh, bad places to be on mushrooms. Cemetery is like top three behind <laughs> police station and abortion clinic, okay? I don't think it gets worse than that. But I run through the cemetery, because I'm a fucking hero and my dad needs me, okay? I get to my door, my door's locked. I have to break into my own house through a window, all right? And then I get to my dad's door, dad's door is locked. What the fuck, okay? So I literally pound through his door, and there's my dad masturbating with headphones on. I know, I didn't care. I hugged him from behind. I was like, I love you so much. The moral of that story, Fuck Slayer. All right, everybody, have a good night. Very good set. Kind of fucking not doing the show thing, man. It's just do worse next time. Fuck. All right, uh, come to stage next. Uh, Alex Rios. Hey. Hello. Disappointment show. Broccoli and cheese. Heroin. <laughs> I'm going to try to be that bad. I'll try to be that bad. I'll, I'll do my best. Um, I'm more of a Slayer guy. I'm more of a Slayer guy. If you can't tell, I'm more of a Slayer guy. Uh, it's, uh, it's not all about blood and, and killing your dad. It's they have talent, man. They have talent. Um, <laughs> No, they don't. They just play fast. That's it. Um, how's it going, guys? You guys doing good? Uh, do you think that... Was that really heroin? That was heroin, yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I don't know. I, I, I don't believe you either way. You were dipping broccoli in the cheese. <laughs> in the queso dip. <laughs> yeah, this is great. I like it. <laughs> A whole thing of broccoli. Way to, way to ruin vegetables, huh? <laughs> uh, I'm one to talk. Um, I'm, 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 I'm about to turn 32 years old. That's something that might happen to me. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think I'm getting fatter because I'm getting older. I'm getting fatter. I'm like not so much getting fatter as I am like gaining tits all over my body. <laughs> If I were to take off my shirt right now, I'd look like two fat pregnant cats back to back. If I were to take off my shirt right now, according to the internet, I'd be brave. Thank you. He's smoking heroin again. It's like right behind it. Like I can't, like it's a window. 
I can't. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to call you out, but this is not a wall. It's a window. <laughs> like, I can't. I'm looking forward, and I see you smoking tinfoil. I can't, like... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck it'd say. This is great. <laughs> oh, man. Uh... Uh, my my brother he uh he 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 overdosed on heroin and died. So thanks for bringing that back for me. Appreciate that. I uh, <laughs> he did though he did. Uh, but he uh, he he died because he was shooting it up. He's not a bitch. He wasn't using tin foil. Um, died like a man. Um, <laughs> what what do you want me to say? <laughs> Um, do you guys get ever like uh, disappointed about things that you have that are good? You know what I mean? Do you guys ever like have something that's good and you get disappointed about it? Like I just bought a car. Just bought a, I just bought my dream truck. Dream truck. My dream truck and this is why I'm disappointed. I'll tell you why. 2003. Nissan. Xterra. Dream truck. <laughs> Bright orange, silver flames. Yeah, I'm better than all of you. My truck's so broy in the engine, there's no belts, it's just puka shell necklaces going round and round. <laughs> Every time I try to listen to music in my truck, it just turns that music off and just turns on Kid Rock. <laughs> it, it looks like I either voted for the wall or I'm gonna drive through the fucking wall. <laughs> Have you guys ever wanted to be inside of Guy Fieri? <laughs> Come take a ride. In my truck when I'm driving, I kind of like a little bit in a weird way want to get, like get into a wreck. I know that's a weird thing to say and want, but like I want, no matter if it's my fault or the other person's fault, I want to be able to get out and look the person in the eye and say, oh what, you didn't see me? And then my insurance just goes up. That's all I want. That's all I want. Um, um, recently, when I mean recently, I mean eight years ago, um, my grandfather passed away. And it's not funny that he died, but it is funny where and how he died. Have you guys ever been to a Cracker Barrel? One person? No? Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Yeah, but, but you know what it is, right? Okay. You all know what it is? Right. You, you, you look like a guy that would say that. You do. You do. <laughs> if you don't know what it is, if you don't know what Cracker Barrel is, it's a, it's a restaurant that's mainly found in the Midwestern states and the Southern states. And what kind of restaurant it is, it's like kind of like a, it's just like a, it's a restaurant for old people. Yeah, see? See what I mean? It's fine. It's fine. He was smoking heroin. It's okay to point out an old person. That's fine. Don't get fucking weird. <laughs> Jesus. It can't get weirder, okay? <laughs> they have see? Yeah, it's, yeah, they do. And they have like a they have a gift shop, right? Yeah, what is it like the like the the, the board and you put the pegs in it, right? <sighs> no, no. Th I th thank you for adding. I I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you for adding something unfunny to my joke. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, no, um, I'll just finish this joke. Um, my grandfather, he died, and uh, his favorite place to eat was the Cracker Barrel. His favorite place to be. He loved the Cracker Barrel. 
He loved being inside the building. He loved eating the like rubbery steak and mashed potatoes. He loved that. He loved that place. Anytime I say that, and I'm in like a, on the West Coast, I'm from Portland. Anytime I say like rubbery steak and mashed potatoes, means they microwaved it. Anytime I say that in Portland or in California, people get upset because if you're born on the West Coast, you're just born with the knowledge how to blanch asparagus. Mm-mm, mommy, I said poached eggs. Mm-mm. That's where he died is inside the Cracker Barrel. That's not sad. That's amazing. You die in your favorite place doing your favorite thing. That's fucking awesome. If I die anywhere near French fries, I'll be happy. He was 86 years old when he died that night in the Cracker Barrel. That means he got 86 from the Cracker Barrel. You're going to owe me and there's fucking, there's fucking broccoli and cheese and heroin? <laughs> And I get an O? Fuck you. <laughs> You're right. There is so many microphones. <laughs> I feel like there's like enough microphones. Like, 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 I feel like I'm getting mocked for being fat. It's like, you're so fat, you need four microphones. That's <laughs> um, it's good to be here. I like San Francisco. San Francisco's cool. San Francisco, has anyone ever been to Portland? That's where I'm, that's where I'm from, you've been to Portland? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People that live there aren't that excited. <laughs> um, Portland's cool. Um, uh, I, like, I, like, I like San Francisco a little bit. I used to live here. I started, comedy, I started doing comedy here uh, like eight or nine years ago. And uh, I like San Francisco better because like, um, I'm staying, I don't know where I'm, I'm staying in a hotel and and I just went out and I got drunk at two gay bars at like two in the afternoon. Can't really do that in Portland. I just like, I was like, what am I gonna do? I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go to Lone Star and then I'm gonna go to the Stud. And I just got wasted and I fell asleep and now I'm here. That's what happened. Um, my parents aren't dead, but if they were to die, that'd be really sad. Because that means I'd have to get a new cell phone provider. <laughs> Thank you. Anytime I go into a public restroom, and that public restroom has a baby changing table, and that table's down, I like to get naked, climb on top of it, and then I wait for a guy to walk in, and then I just scream, change me, daddy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Two claps. <laughs> oh, that's good. I, uh, there's a lot of different sexual positions out there, a lot of yucky ones I don't want to talk about. The most common sexual position is a missionary style. It's a great position. I like it, but the name's boring. It's got to go. They should change it from missionary position to first person shooter. Thank you. <laughs> I don't like it when people call this part of your body your junk. It's not junk, it's treasure. Because <laughs> it, it reminds me when I lived at my parents' house and we had a junk drawer. And now every time I take off someone's pants, I think a bunch of broken scissors and rubber bands are going to fall out of it. <laughs> Thank you. I, uh... 
Can you stop laughing? I'm trying to perform. <laughs> it's the weirdest place to have a mirror. You guys notice that? Look at that. <laughs> the smallest person ever. <laughs> I, uh, I'm dating someone. I know. It's weird, right? Wow, fucking weird, right? Dating someone. person I'm dating is a twin. I'm dating a twin. And I live with her and her twin. Yeah, I don't know why. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking insane. Just blinking Morse. That was Morse code for help. That's what that was. People ask me, what is it like to date a twin and live with her sister? What is it like to live with both of them? I'll tell you what it's like. It's like dating both of them but you only get to have sex with none of them. <laughs> That's what it's like. People also ask me, like, do you ever get them confused? You ever get them confused? I was like, at first it was like maybe kind of hard, you know, because like they both they have the same face. You know, that's fucking weird. It's like a nightmare. <laughs> the same face. <laughs> and uh, no, like, no, not really. You know, they wear different earrings. One has plugs, one doesn't. One has like different uh, colored glasses. They both have glasses though. and. You know, and her sister has the bigger vagina. So, you know, there's like different things to tell them apart. <laughs> I, uh, um, the person I'm dating is better than the last person I was dating. I think that's important to know. It's important to say, to tell them, tell them all the time. All the time, you gotta tell them, tell them all the time. Tell them they're better, and they are. Like now, I don't have to pretend to like certain things. Like, hey, you guys have, um, I don't have to pretend to like organic toothpaste. You guys ever have that? Ugh. <laughs> Taste the way San Francisco looks. <laughs> Ugh. Like water and opinions, you know? <laughs> Ugh. I also don't have to pretend to like the Beatles anymore. Yeah, I said it. Fuck the Beatles. They're the worst band. <laughs> they're disgusting. I hate them. You guys ever heard them like in your ears? Ugh. They're worst. People say they're the best band. People say they started pop music and rock and roll. People love them. If they're so fucking great, then how come they have an album called Help? Hmm? All right, maybe I'm alone, that's fine. Hey, you got any more of that heroin? I need it. I got a belt, let's do it. Safety first and then friendship. All right, one minute. Um, um, in Portland, um, um, it's, a, it's a very white city. You probably guys know that. There's a lot of white people that live there. and. Uh, it's so white that um, I'm Mexican there. <laughs> That's how white it is, is I am Mexican in Portland, Oregon. My last name's Rios, so they're just like, oh, look at Hey, uh, hey, you're Mexican, right? And I'm like, I don't know, kind of. I just look like a Greek that got beat up by a Hot Topic, <laughs> really. Uh, there's one thing that is Mexican about me, and that is I work in a kitchen. Yeah, there's one thing. <laughs> Yeah, when, when your last name's real, so they just throw a spatula at you. There, there you go. Um, I work in a kitchen, and uh, the kitchen I work in is a very bro-y place. It's a very bro-y place. A lot of bros that work there, you know, the bros with the puka shell necklaces and the affliction shirts that are one, two, medium, two, mediums. It's all those guys. It's like working in a Bud Light Lime commercial. <laughs> and, w and when you work with that many Chads, Brads, Kyles, Kevs, Kevins, and Nickelbacks, there's always one question that they want to ask you, and that is, how much money would it take for you to suck a dick, bro? 
people are throwing outrageous amounts of money out, like $50,000, $100,000, million, a million, one dick, a fucking million. I'd do it if you said please. Because my mama taught me manners. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good night. Alex Rios, everybody. He has a dumb question. How many? Seems like uh, that's like a once-off deal, though. You know what I mean? Like a a million dollars for... Like if you had an infinite amount of dicks to suck for a million dollars, after a while you just become like a closeted gay dude who found a loophole in the system. How many more millions do you need, Tom? You're just sucking dicks for fun. All right, come to the stage next. (laughs) Ben Warren. One? No. (laughs) I don't know. Hey, I'm Ben. How we doing? All right. I was expecting more, but that's okay. Uh, No, hey, I'm a stay-at-home dad. Shit, y'all aren't that into that either. Okay, all right. No, it's okay. It's okay. This is like a keep the keep the lady at home kind of crowd, or what? I expected more out of San Francisco. It's like this is reminding me of Idaho. I gotta be on. No. Oh yeah, stay at home dad. Basically, I got my wife pregnant and I quit my job. That's uh, no. All right. I got an advanced kid, you guys. He's so advanced, he just figured out how to use our dog door. Now he can get inside anytime. <laughs> We're locking it now. Well, my other kid cries a ton, our little baby, and I can't get him to stop sometimes. So I just take my finger and uh, I rub it up and down over his lips real fast so that it sounds like he's crying underwater. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like something about a drowning baby, you know, that just <laughs> helps me, carries. Oh, all right, this is it's good. Y'all are kind of behind this. This is okay. We're gonna get we're gonna get along fine. Uh, I miss the good old days, you guys. I miss the good old days when you could just let your kid play with your dealer's pit bull while you bought weed. All right, that was too far. A little bit. We'll pull it back. Uh, oh, let's see. Yeah, dad stuff. I was on the train the other day in uh, in Portland, and I had my baby asleep on my shoulder, you know? Toddler was sleeping in the stroller, and this lady came up to me as we're going through this loud tone. She goes, oh my God, this is so precious. How do you get your children to sleep on this loud train? And I just looked at her, and I whispered, it's an indica-heavy strain. <laughs> Now, shh. <laughs> Gonna make me wake and bake him, lady. I don't know. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. Y'all like weed? We got some weed pans in the house? Yeah? A couple? Definitely back there. You, I don't know if you can smell it through the... No. <laughs> yeah. I like weed. Uh, you ever get so high that you dump beer in your lap because you stopped looking what time it was? You ever do it again two minutes later because you forgot what time it was? Man, No. You ever get so high that you uh, pay for your fast food at the first window, but then go back to the wrong chain looking for your order 15 minutes later? 
No? All right. Yep. I'm gauging how much weed y'all really smoke in here. There were some people who said they were on board. Clearly not. Uh, you ever get so stoned that you uh, forget to put water in the four packages of ramen noodles that you just microwave for 45 minutes? Whoever stamped microwave safe on that Tupperware was full of shit. That's all I'm saying. Um, I don't know. What I really want to know is uh, how many colorblind stoners have wandered into the Red Cross. Y'all got green crosses on your dispensaries now? Okay, okay. I was just like, shit, I haven't even seen a dispensary. It's like in Portland, you can't even go a fucking block without hitting three, dude. Just like, and I just picture some stoner just like, oh my God, they're injecting it now. Yeah, I'll take two. I have a high tolerance. I don't know. Uh, oh, anyone think pot can cure cancer? Yeah, it's trying. I think it can. I think it definitely can. This guy doesn't believe it, but I think it can. Uh, here's how it works, y'all. You take a high enough dose of THC, you get that tumor so stoned that it loses the motivation to do anything at all. It's like, I'm going to kill this guy tomorrow. <laughs> If you just maintain that buzz for a week, it's not even ever going to find your pancreas. That's what I'm Metasta what? <laughs> We're going to pack another bowl. That's what I'm saying. If I'm that stoned too, I don't know. You have the Matthew McConaughey of tumors in your rectum or something. I don't oh. Yeah, stone tumors. I, this is what I think about when I'm doing drugs and avoiding my children. I, <laughs> oh, man. Had to get a baby monitor on my smartphone. Now I can watch the little guys sleep anywhere in the Verizon network. <laughs> so I got perfect for stuff like this. <laughs> you set that shit and tiptoe out the back door, you know what I mean? Drive to San Francisco from Portland. They'll probably be okay. <laughs> Hopefully my wife will come home soon. I don't know. It's good stuff. I used to work in the emergency room. Yeah. I'm emergency room technician for a while, man. That's a weird place to be when you're high. <laughs> Ooh, sometimes people pull back on there. Like, whoa, you aren't supposed to be stoned there. And I'll say my supervisor would agree with you. You're not. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, being a tech in the emergency room, that's like a, that's code for I've touched a lot of dicks for a straight guy. It's like uh this is the disappointment show. This is the most disappointing bit I have. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, why? They say, why? Why have you touched so many dicks, Ben? Uh, <laughs> right? And it's like, because people can't stop figuring, they haven't figured out that you, uh, you're not supposed to do cocaine and Viagra at the same time. Okay? Yeah, learning moment here, guys. Don't do cocaine and Viagra at the same time or your dick will turn into a blood clot. <laughs> and you're going to have to come to the emergency room where we're going to suck it out of you. <laughs> I got his attention in the back, man. <laughs> 
It's not pleasant either with needles. I'm, there's highs and lows in every set, and we're going into a low part here. We'll come out of it, I swear. Uh, they send me in there not because of the big brains on Ben or anything. You know, it's just uh, check out these hands. You got I me mean, like, you know, so we get two docks with needles, and then I just fucking grab that shit and just. And it's out, man. You healed. <laughs> and that's that's how you cure a priapism. That's what <laughs> it, it ain't pleasant. I saw one guy who came in twice in the same week. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, we're gonna get a bigger needle, dude. <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm tired of touching your dick. Like <laughs> I've touched a lot of dicks. And yours twice now. That's weird. Uh <sighs> been together with my wife for 15 years, y'all. Yeah, thank you. In a monotonous relationship. We are exclusive. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Just a second. This is not a good time, little buddy. He's okay, y'all. Uh, went back to sleep or mute or whatever that was. Uh, we're going to get through this. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, relationships. Cool. Oh, yeah. So my wife and I were there. She's, we're talking. She says, hey, we, if you want, how about we start looking for some sister wives? <laughs> Fuck yeah, right? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I won the lottery. This is amazing, babe. How about we get three sister wives? Would that be okay? And she stopped me. She goes, whoa, buddy. How many women are you going to disappoint in your lifetime? Babe, low blow. Hit a guy while he's down. She said, seriously, what business do you have with three more women? And I said, look, we need somebody to stay at home with our kids. I need a designated driver, and then you can't drink alone. That's three. And she stopped me, and she goes, look, you fuck whoever you want. But if you have fun with another woman, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, wraps up our sex life. And I'll leave you guys with this. Um, we've been role-playing a little bit lately. Uh, we decided to do a little doctor scenario. Yeah. So I went into the bedroom, and I waited. Like 10 minutes later, she poked her head in. She was like, oh, the doctor's running in a little bit behind today. <laughs> She'll be in in just a second. <laughs> Finally, she came in. She was like, how can I help you today? I said, doc, I've got this horrible pain in my prostate. Can you please, please help me out? And she goes, your insurance doesn't cover that. I've never been so disappointed. You guys, thanks so much for your time. Ben Warren, everybody. All right, you guys seem like you've been adequately disappointed, and I'm getting a little sleepy. So that's the, that's the show. Uh, thanks for coming. There's a lot more shows, Media Radio Comedy Festival. Stick around. See you next show. All right, you guys have a good night.
Keep clapping for Zach Wiseman. He was your host. Uh, we have a 10-minute break, and then we'll be back with Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. So um, it's a sold-out show, so if you're a comic, um, you'll have to be in the back, and we'll leave all this 30 seats for the people who've paid for them. So, like, holy shit, right? Um, but we have a 10-minute break. Thank you guys for being here at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and we'll be back in 10 minutes with Pimpjess's Comedy Clubhouse. Yay! swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. 
On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Venice. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome to Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Alien. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Navoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. All on my limited view. Yes. Every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. And Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said that. TuneIn Radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God. There's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes. You can also find us on social media. M as in Mary. L as in Larry. P as in Peter. Podcast. MOV Podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That kind of sucked balls.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pam Tastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pam Tastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time. 